Welcome, welcome. This is Cassandra Austin McDonald with the Grow Through It podcast, where I share my personal life experiences and the stories of others who have grown through life's ups and downs and came out on the other side. Listen in as you may become inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode on the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And today we are going to have a chat about how to respond to someone who is passive aggressive or they resemble or portray passive aggressive behaviors. This can be a very frustrating experience to have, especially when you are very intuitive and very connected to your intuition and you trust yourself like myself. And so when I come across someone who is being passive aggressive, the initial, you know, response, if you will, that I experience within my body is I immediately notice the incongruency And what I mean by that is typically when someone is being passive aggressive, they are saying one thing and doing another, or perhaps they're being a bit sarcastic, or they're not being very authentic and genuine in their communication. And really what it boils down to, it's them having this behavior pattern of indirectly expressing negative feelings instead of just openly, directly addressing them. And it can be very frustrating when you are the type of person who prefers to have open, honest, direct conversation. And so when you're trying to have a conversation with someone who exhibits passive aggressive behavior, there's going to be a disconnect between what the person is saying and what they do. There's this, there's this incongruency between the two. And the reason it could be frustrating for you, for one, is because you being the intuitive, empathetic, empathic being that you are, you can pick up on it. You can pick up on it. There's actually like this undertone, this energy underneath where it's like, that doesn't make sense why they would say that when they did this, you know, it's almost like, patting the top of your head and rubbing your belly. Remember when, I don't know where y'all are from, if you're listening in another country, but here in the States in elementary school, way back when, (laughs) we had to do that exercise to show uh, how hard it can be to try to do two things at once that are not the two same things at once. And that has nothing to do with this passive aggressive, by the way, but I was just using that as an example of what it's like to be on the receiving end of someone who's exhibiting passive aggressive behavior because you're literally observing them do one thing and yet say something else and it's incongruent. And what I have also discovered is the frustration for me in these interactions has been where I am genuinely and authentically trying to have a open, direct conversation You know, I try to be kind, I try to be compassionate, I try to, you know, be 
even own up to my part. You know, there've been times where I've had a conversation or attempted to have a conversation with someone. And I'm, I'm even apologizing saying like, if I did anything wrong, because I'm noticing a behavior, right? And what happens is when you're dealing with someone who's passive aggressive, they are not going to own up to any of their part at all. In fact, they're probably going to completely disregard that part. They are going to brush right over and say something that is contradictory to their behavior. And in the psychological world, we call that crazy making where it's just crazy making, you know, where it's like, wait a minute, you're saying this, but you did that. That doesn't make sense, right? So what you can do in this situation is the very, 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 very first thing I would tell someone to do if they encounter someone who's being passive aggressive is first, do your very best not to take that in as your own. That's their stuff. It doesn't belong to you. And take care of yourself. And when I say take care of yourself, what I mean by that is mind your mind, manage your emotions, make sure that you're feeling your feelings and doing whatever process you need to do to release any feelings that you may have about their behavior. Because remember, this is their behavior. And you can't take any responsibility for their behavior. Now, there are many ways you could deal with someone who is passive aggressive. And what I like to encourage my clients and students is it depends on where you are in your journey. Okay. So I remember years and years ago, you guys, when I was still building my emotional core still building my resiliency, still building my self-trust where me responding to someone being passive aggressive was non-negotiable. I mean, not non-negotiable, but it was something where I could not do it because I would not have known how to respond. You know, I would freeze because I could feel in my body that something didn't feel right. But because I still struggled with trusting myself and because I still struggled with allowing people to do this crazy making thing where they're saying one thing and doing another. It's a highly narcissistic trait, actually, where they're saying one thing and they're doing another. And it's to form confusion for you. It's a form of manipulation. And so I remember many years ago, you guys, where I would encounter people like this. Hell, I grew up around them in my damn household. So I can I can identify it real quick. Okay. (laughs) And I didn't know what to say. I had no idea what to say because I was so conditioned to not trust myself. I was so conditioned to not trust what I was feeling And because I could feel what was happening, I would then get confused about where it was coming from and why was I feeling these negative feelings and what was going on. And what I realized over the years is I've done my own work and really have dived really deep into emotional intelligence is that it's a form of projection on their part and it's a way for them to try to release or discard whatever negative feelings they have as a form of protection and defense for themselves. It's a, it's an unhealthy trait. And many of them are actually not aware that they're doing it because they're still swimming under the veil of unconsciousness, 
And what I mean by that is that they have not gotten into a new level of awareness of their own behavior patterns and how it can affect other people. And so I'm going to share with you all some different examples of how you can deal with someone who's passive aggressive. And really, this is case by case. Okay, like I said, there was years ago where I completely didn't even know how to respond to someone. Now, before I even share the examples, I also want to point this out while I'm thinking about it. You even want to be mindful that you're not reacting. Okay, there's a difference between respond versus react. And if you go back several episodes back, there's an episode about that. And you really want to be mindful that you are in a state of responding versus reacting. Reacting means that you are emotionally charged and you're basically reacting in an emotional state and it's probably not going to come out in a constructive manner, all right? And so, like I said in the beginning, before you even respond, you want to make sure that you do your due diligence to release any emotional charge you may feel before you even respond so that or react rather so that you're actually responding and not reacting. Now, here are some things that you can do. And really, again, this is case by case, depending upon where you're at in your own journey. Again, If you are still learning how to trust yourself, you're still learning how to be connected to your intuition and trust your intuition and the the Holy Spirit, our inner GPS, you know, all these names. I mean, I I believe in the Holy Spirit and I believe that our intuition, all of that comes from God. And I have had to learn to trust that. And so the first thing is that you want to make sure you're trusting yourself. Okay, if you don't trust yourself and you feel like you're second guessing yourself, then you need to go have a conversation with a mutual neutral or not mutual neutral, (laughs) a neutral person who can have an objective perspective around whatever the situation is and they can guide you accordingly to how you should handle that situation. Okay, so that's that now. One thing that you can do is you can point out their inconsistencies in their behavior and what they're saying and and just let them know and just being direct and saying it just it seems confusing. You know, you can say something like, I noticed that you say this, but your behavior shows this. It's confusing. And what you're really doing in that instance is you're putting the onus back on them and you're saying like, hey, look, like you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. That's not consistent. It's confusing. And then you could take it even a step further and ask them, like, can you explain this if you're open to having this explained to you? Now, in some instances, and I've done this, y'all, I'm just keeping it real. I have, I have flat out just told someone like, you said this, your behavior was that, it's inconsistent, it's confusing. And I basically just at that point was at my wits end. And the reason for that was not my wits end in a way of like, I don't like this person or anything. I have a very neutral feeling about the person. But for me, it was the pattern of behavior. And I was like, okay, this is a pattern. And I've tried to have direct conversations in the past. And so if I continue in this dance with this person, they're going to think 
that this is okay. And then that turns into me enabling bad behavior. And so I just decided to point it out, but then, you know, kind of leave it at that. Now, another example is that you can calmly, they call it calmly calling them out. (laughs) I love how they say that, y'all. Calmly call them out. (laughs) I think it's hilarious because my sister back in the day used to call me to call out queen, y'all, because I just, I have this vigilante justice advocacy spirit in me that when something's not right I don't know how not to say something y'all I just don't okay that's how your girl was born and made and God made me that way and I've had to learn to embrace it so I was very tickled when I saw calmly call them out and really just tell them that you prefer direct communication right like you know this is where you Again, you're putting the onus back on them saying like, hey, I'm not going to do this dance with you. Like you're not being direct. You're there's inconsistencies with your behavior and what you're saying. And, you know, we need to have a direct conversation. Now, the last thing that you can do, which is one of the first things I was suggesting, if you're in a space where you're not in that space of emotional resilience and your emotional core is really, really grounded and you feel strong and you're not going to react and you're not concerned about doubting yourself is just don't engage. Don't engage. You guys, I remember, oh my goodness, back in the day, y'all, when I was trying to practice this stuff and I was out of the phase of not engaging because I realized how I felt. I felt like someone had gotten one over on me because I didn't say anything. I didn't stand up for myself and they got one over on me by me not engaging at all. So that never felt good to me. But on the flip side, I didn't even know how to respond in a tactful way. I did not have the skill set. No one taught me these things, you guys. This is all this stuff that I share with you all. This is stuff I learned through the years through the School of Hard Knocks, whether if it was through real life circumstances or my own studies or what have you. And so I remember there was this season I was in, you guys. It was hot mess express, boy. I mean, oh my goodness. I just didn't know how to respond. And I probably was aggressive. I think I was probably cussing folks out, to be honest with you. (laughs) Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, whoever I cussed out back in the day. Okay. Cause that was not right. But by then at that point in my journey, I think I was so angry and I was so sick and tired of people playing me like I was stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember I used to feel really angry by that. Like, oh, they think I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. I remember I used to be angry about that. Now where I'm at, y'all, like stuff really rolls off. Like it takes a lot for me to get there. And the only people that really can get me there is my husband and my son. That's it. And they're both pretty chill people. So, you know, it takes a lot to get me out of my character. And I haven't been out of my character in I don't know how long, but it took practice. It took practice. And you know, by the time I continued to practice over the years, I was able to finally find a healthy balance of listening to my intuition, 
trusting myself and responding respectfully and keeping it moving. And for me, the importance of that was I have this big thing of, for one, there's this saying I heard Nipsey Hussle say, God bless his soul years ago, where he said that you can either start a war within yourself or you can start a war with the world and that he'd rather speak his truth and and start a war with the world rather than be at war within himself. And I remember when I heard that, how deeply that resonated with me. And it really is in alignment with this topic that we're talking about, because again, it was at a time where I was really trying to navigate this whole how to respond to people who are passive aggressive, who may have narcissistic traits, who may have uh, toxic coping mechanisms or communication abilities. And, you know, I was so frustrated because I, I was like, how do you how do you deal with these people? Like, what the heck? And I didn't want to not say anything because I know my voice mattered by this point. I knew that I had the right to express myself. I had the right to speak my truth, but I also wasn't quite sure how to have a dialogue with individuals who are like this because they, y'all, people that are like this, like it's almost, it's kind of scary because it's hard to tell if they're doing it on purpose or if they're just so on guard which I'm going to get into that in a moment, like they're so on guard and they're so defensive and trying to protect themselves from being hurt that they do this as a defense mechanism. I've unfortunately encountered both types of people where one is just a complete narcissist and they get some sort of pleasure out of trying to confuse people and gaslight people and be passive aggressive because they're poking the bear. That's what we call it, poking the bear. They're like, oh, I know I just did this, but let me say this and see how you react. You know, I, I know I just did blah, 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 but I'm going to say something completely contradictory just to see if I can get a reaction out of you. And they, they feed off of that. And it's very sick and it's manipulative. But again, there's also people, like I mentioned, who they are still wounded and they're trying to protect themselves and they get very defensive and it's a defense mechanism. And, you know, sadly, this ruins relationships. And unfortunately, you know, those types of people have to learn through the school of hard knocks like we all do about how to have healthier direct communication with people so that they're not, um, you know, ruining relationships. So the last point I wanted to make with you all regarding like how to handle this is This is something that has helped me tremendously is to have compassion and empathy for these people, because, like I said, they're so deeply wounded that they're trying to defend themselves. It is a protective defense coping mechanism. It's their way of trying to keep their heart center closed because Open, direct, transparent, authentic, genuine conversation means there's two open-hearted people having an open, honest discussion. And if you're encountering someone who's being passive-aggressive, if they're saying one thing and doing another, and there is 
a direct conflict regarding their behavior and what they're saying, you know, they probably just don't have the emotional bandwidth to be accountable. They probably don't have the emotional bandwidth to have those types of conversations. And some people y'all just don't like to be called out. They don't. It doesn't feel good. I mean, think about it when you're on the receiving end and you're being called out. I know for me, it doesn't feel good. But I have this philosophy called sit on your damn hands. <laughs> it's like a kid. <laughs> you know, when you got to hear something about yourself you don't like, you got to sit on your hands and take it for a minute. This is in healthy circumstances, by the way. Disclaimer. I don't want anybody thinking that I am condoning unhealthy, harmful, or toxic encounters. That's not what I'm condoning here. I'm talking about in healthy interactions. And sometimes you just got to sit on your hands and, and listen and try to understand and hear to understand and not hear to give a response, right? So I wanted to share that with you all because I've had an encounter like that and I was thinking to myself like, man, somebody probably needs to know how to handle this because uh, I I had to handle it and you know, I was just really noticing my growth of how I handle things these days. You know, I, I have a pretty streamlined process that I take myself through to if I have any emotions about anything, how to release it. And then, you know, really assessing the situation. If I need to get a third neutral party involved, I do. And responding accordingly. And, you know, it's direct, it's respectful and it's to the point. And there's no emotion involved. There's no defenses involved or anything like that. It's just direct, respectful communication and to the point. But like I said, I remember when that was very challenging for me when I was dealing with people who were being passive aggressive and I would be confused. And you you guys, one thing I had to learn on my journey, and I don't know who this is for, but I just felt led to share this. One thing I had to learn on my journey was not everybody is like you. Okay. Not everybody has a good heart like you. Not everybody is open, honest, direct, genuine, authentic like you. And that is something I have had to learn through the school of hard knocks. And I have been constantly reminded of when I interact with people who have different personalities. I have always been one of those people that what you see is what you get, right? Like I I have nothing to hide. I am pretty open and honest and direct and I'm willing to humble myself and even apologize. Even y'all listen, y'all, your girl done grew up. Okay. I'd be over here apologizing and I know good and damn well, I didn't do nothing wrong. Okay. (laughs) But I do that out of respect for in the event someone perceived something I've done that may have been harmful to them. You know, I just always want to make sure that I'm doing my due diligence to practice healthy relationship behaviors. Now, I can't control, you know, another person on another end. I can't control that, but I can control myself. I can control the way that I interact with people if I respond versus react And one thing I've always had to remind myself of is, you know, Cassandra, everybody's not like you, dear. And I'm quite sure some of you have heard that, you know, I I heard that my entire life. My, My sister used to get so 
frustrated with me because I, I remember I used to just cry and cry to her about, you know, why are people this way or why are people that way? And she would tell me, like, people are not like you. She was like, not everybody is like you. She's like, you got a heart of gold. <laughs> Sometimes, well, not now, but back in the day, I used to be so dang on naive. Like, I, <laughs> I thought everybody was open and honest and direct and and now you know emotionally intelligent and I'm just like no that's not the case and unfortunately which is one of my driving forces in my own work and my purpose is that there are so many wounded people out there there are so many wounded people out there and one of the reasons why it's so important to have this skill set And to know how to handle people in this way is because, for one, we don't want to be the ones perpetuating the problem, but you also don't want to enable people. Okay, and so we have to all be accountable for our behavior. We have to all do our part. But also, if someone is unwilling, then you have to be the person that is willing to be the bad guy, as I've said in a former several episodes back previous episodes back you got to be willing to be the bad guy be the villain in someone else's story if that means that you're not going to enable them and it's not always easy you know I remember when I used to work with both adult and juvenile offenders and oftentimes my clients back then were addicts and I'm not talking about like you know addicted to weed I'm talking about I had clients on my caseload who were addicted to the heaviest stuff in the world you know heroin Uh, crack cocaine, all types of heavy, heavy drugs. And their family members would come to me and they were always trying to understand, you know, I don't understand. I'm I'm always there when they need me and I'm always available. And, And I said, you're enabling them, you know? And one of the hardest things to do is when you genuinely care for someone and you're, and, and granted, the drug addiction thing may not have been the best example, but I was just trying to show about the enabling thing. But, you know, when you genuinely care for someone, it it does hurt your heart when you notice that they're not there yet. You know, I'm quite sure there have been people in my life where they probably see or have heard me now and they probably like, man, she's like a totally different person, you know, compared to how I was back in the day. We all have our seasons for growth and transformation but the bottom line is is that we all have to do our part and one thing that I believe in is that you have to take ownership for the way that you interact with other people but also what you're willing to allow and not allow and if you allow yourself to be a pushover If you allow people to treat you with disrespect, if you allow people to treat you like you're stupid and just, you know, do any old thing and that people will continue to treat you that way if you allow it. And so you've got to have some boundaries. You've got to have some standards. You've got to have some ways of being about yourself that you you have this this way to yourself where people know like they need to be respectful towards you at the very least. And we don't have to go around cussing folks out and calling people out their name and, you know, doing all this. But at the same time, if someone's being passive aggressive with you, it's okay to to say something. It's okay. You know, again, 
I would encourage you to make sure that your emotional core is strong, that you trust yourself, that you have a support system in place. Because again, like I said, sometimes these people will try to gaslight you. They will try to invalidate you. They will try to do the whole monkey game with your mind playing stuff where they'll try to pretend like they don't know what you're talking about and say like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, that's not this. And all the madness, y'all. And the bottom line is you've got to trust yourself and you've got to master the skill set of having these types of interactions so that you are doing your part. You're doing your part. You can't control other people, but you most certainly and definitely can control yourself. So with that being said, I hope that this particular episode was enlightening. And if you would like to be in a community with like-minded souls who are on this path of being our most empowered selves, I invite you to join me over on Facebook in my free Facebook group called The Empowered Self with Cassandra Austin McDonald. I'll make sure to include a link to that group in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you there. And until next time, take care now. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you are interested in working with me privately for coaching, I would love to see how I could support you. The best way to do that is by booking a discovery call. A discovery call is a great opportunity for us to connect, for me to get to know you a bit better and to see what your big vision and desires are and if we are a good fit for working together. There will be a link included in the show notes. If you are ready to get support, one-on-one accountability, and be coached by my amazing self, I'd love to see if this is a good fit for you. Get yourself booked and scheduled for a discovery call, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.